Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, and welcome to Birds with Friends on Wednesday, July 31st. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman coming to you from the Novacare Complex after the Eagles had a 10-10-10 practice, a pretty light one, so we will uh, keep the show relatively light as well. We'll give you the Quactus report. We're going to play a little game called Moving the Gull Posts. Not really a game, it's just a, just a segment uh, in which we will talk about three things that uh, have changed in our opinions over the course of our minds have changed. You know, I like to think my Opinions are pretty uh, intractable, but uh, we'll, we'll try to figure some things out. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing great. Excited for the show. Make sure you, as, uh, as somebody said, make sure you eat that mic. Yes, yes. Now, we should say yesterday, Shio and I were sharing a mic, yeah. and, and Shio actually went against your request of us passing it back and forth. She likes to go against my, my requests. That's so, standard. That's okay. so, so that has something to do with uh, the audio there. But n- now I, I don't want to put it all on, on, on Shield. I was on board too. You can I, put it all on Shield. No, no, no. <laughs> but hopefully my audio sounds uh, sounds better today, and, and we'll fun. have a solution for three-man pods in the future. Give me your, uh, your review for Pizzeria Badia. It was outstanding. It, now, I was really hungry, so... <laughs> The thing with pizza is, okay. is, I think a lot of it has to do with it coming right out of the oven, a, and b how hungry you are. Uh, but it was it you was don't worth think the hype. Like every food, fair enough. It is okay. every food, but but pizza especially. Like, I, I don't know. I like. I, I'm happy with a pizza that's been out for ten minutes or so. No, no. no to no. me, yeah, I like you it want right out. I want it when it burns your yeah, burns the roof of your mouth. Okay. I, I I like that. Where if it's it's not held correctly. The the cheese moves. That's the best time to eat a pizza, in my opinion. Uh, so okay. it was like it was really good. Now I I think that it's it's certainly a first round pick in my uh, Philly pizza uh, rankings. I'm not sure I'd, I'd make it the number one overall pick right now. There are a few more suggestions that uh, have come my way during the past week that I I need to check out in this next month. But Pizzeria Bidet is certainly up there. I look forward to hearing uh, what else you've got. Let's get to the uh, the Quactus report, and um, not a lot going on today. Obviously, it's just a light practice. You know, the, the the two sides are giving the the opposition uh, just sort of a look. Jason Kelsey had the day off. Jason Peters had the day off. Uh, I thought it was a little bit interesting in terms of like what's interesting from a ten 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 that uh, Isaac Siamalu took the snaps. As the center with the first team offense, and uh, Stefan Wisniewski was at left guard. My sense is that is just sort of keeping Siamalo fresh uh, in case that situation comes up. He had some troubles snapping the ball last summer. 
And I don't think that Wiz is necessarily guaranteed of making this team, so they might as well keep Simala ready. Yeah, so the explanation that Mike Rowe gave was exactly what you just said, that Wisniewski's had a lot of snaps during training right. camp thus far. He's been the second-team right. center. Isaac Simala's been the second-team left guard. Or, I'm sorry, the first-team first team right. left guard. And they wanted to give Simala some snaps just because – as Gross said, you, you've seen, you never know what could happen. Uh, now, it's certainly conceivable that if they're happy with their backup center situation, if they think Siamalo should, should, should bounce over, then they can move on from Wisniewski. I don't foresee that occurring, but whenever you have a, a vested veteran, a vested veteran who's, right. who's, who's a backup, uh, it's worth consideration because if they're on the roster week one, then their contract's guaranteed. And we already know that uh, Wiz did not necessarily blow the doors off free agency. You know. was, was not a robust market. Right, it was not a robust market. So they could uh, always potentially release him week one and, and re-sign him. Um, that's the Brandon Hughes treatment, by the way. Yeah, the Eagles right. did that uh, the, the, the day was before. Brandon, he was a vested vet? He, he was at that point. Interesting. I believe so. And they released him before the I week one like, game. I was always a Brandon Hughes fan. Yeah, he was, he was a good talker. He was good. Um, and then on the second team, Keegan Render getting the reps. This is, I mean, we are we are four minutes in, and we are already talking about Keegan Render. So uh, the diehards have to be very happy. Um, Keegan Render over Anthony Fabiano getting these second team center reps, and then uh, with the third team, Nate Herbig, who has played guard all camp. He told me after practice that uh, this was the first day he's ever snapped in his entire life. Look at that! That's an exclusive. Yeah. That's an that's an athletic Philadelphia exclusive. Yes. Um, what uh, what stood out to you from practice today? So I thought Alshon had a good practice. There were two catches that he made, uh, one in the middle of the field in traffic, full extension, uh, and then the other one, the corner of the end zone. Um, and, you know, Alshon Jeffrey's supposed to make those catches, but it was, it was one of the first times this summer when, like, Alshon's really flashed, per se. Uh, you know, I, I would have no concerns about Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's going to have, a, very, I think he's gonna have a, a good year for the Eagles, but I, I, I thought today's session... Uh, he he looked particularly good there, um, and so that's what jumped out. They were they were doing some some red zone. Uh, they were basically not letting Clayton Thorson play quarterback today, which was interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get the Clay, uh, I'm gonna get the Clayton in a bit um, when okay. we play our <laughs> okay. our uh, moving the goalposts. Okay. Uh, yeah, goal goalposts. Goal, yes. yes. Like like seagull. Yes. Correct. The bird. Yes. Um, tell me this. I did. I put this in the observations for today. The 11 injured Eagles, mm-hmm. I rank them in order of uh, how concerned Eagles fans should be. Okay. Uh, who should be keeping them up at night? I'll, I'll run the... Uh, in terms of their return to play or their return to form? Well, that's, that's, that's up to you. Okay, that factors into you. the equation. Okay. Um, so who, who to you is, is the, the one who you think is the most concerning? Well, Jalen Mills. But I don't mean I don't mean like which injury is going to linger the longest. Okay. Like in, factor in impact as well yeah. as uh, everything else. Well, I suppose I would need to say Brandon Brooks, considering the fact that he's I have a Pro Brooks, Bowl right I have guard. Brooks yeah. one and Mills too. Okay, yeah. I, I, I mean Brooks, you're just looking at a big body coming off an injury that happened on what January 16th or thereabouts. Um, I I should know the exact date, right. but uh, you know so. 
we need to see how she looks when You should only know the exact back. date because it was so close to the birth of your second child. <laughs> My second child was born January 9th. Okay. And, and so it couldn't... Been? Let's figure it out. Okay, let's yeah. So that was a Wednesday morning. Okay. All right. So then... So the 10th, the 11th, was, was the Eagles game a Saturday or a Sunday? It was a... I think it was the Sunday game, Sunday right? game. I think it was the last game of yep. the weekend. Yep. So the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, right? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's, it's January 13th. Wow, this is good. Well done. Thanks to your thanks to your child. Yeah, January. I definitely know the birthday. That of was my good. Second Listen, we put you on the spot. Yeah. You, you can name both of their names. <laughs> I can name both their names. Okay. I can tell you the exact minute they were born. Oh, you got um, the minute? Yeah. I'll take the minute. Let's hear what, let's hear what you got. Yeah, for my daughter it was 5:57 and I think it's 5:56, but oh. I was looking at the clock. Okay. And I thought the clock said 5.56. It would have said 5.56, but the official time that they gave was 5.57. So uh, I go with 5.57. She has one one, uh, unaccounted for a minute. Yes, yes. I like that. And then... um, Did you argue with the doctor? No, no, no. I was was so happy uh, considering that she came before practice. I was joking. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke. (laughs) I tried to keep a straight face for a bit. Uh, No, I was so happy because it was the birth of my second child. Um, So, yeah, so that I I remember that time distinctly. Okay, that was good. Uh, All right, I'll run you through my list. You tell me what you disagree with. Brooks, one. Mills, two. Darby, three. McLeod, four. Barnett, five. Mm-hmm. LeBlanc six, Nigel Bradham seven, Fletcher Cox eight. Just because he's you know, like he, he matters a lot, I don't think there's any concern mm-hmm. that he's going to miss time. And then you've got the three lower roster guys: Clement nine, Mac Collins ten, Warlow eleven. Where would you? Where would you? Yeah, I guess it? I guess they're lower because of you know yeah, significance like you, to the team. You shouldn't be losing any sleep over Paul. I'd Warlow. I'd put Nigel a little higher. Um, I think that's fair. And, there, and, and the reason I'm saying this, so I was. I was overhearing, but I, I was not – I mean, I was in a group, but uh, was not initiating the questions here. Nigel has – so he told a group of reporters that it's actually not the thumb injury or the hand injury. It's He had a toe injury, a foot or toe injury, um, had to get surgery after that Saints loss. And so uh, I think that's a little more than maybe we thought during the off season. Uh, I I don't know timetable for him specifically, yep. but uh, I don't think it's 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 gonna be something that that significantly lingers. But certainly, I would I I, I think I would have him a little higher up. I think that's fair, uh, and obviously they're not. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of star power in the linebacker no. behind Nigel Branham. No, although your although your guy Nate Gary is uh, having a good camp. He's making plays. I was able to. Uh, uh, determined today that it was indeed Nate Gary who tipped the ball yesterday and not Kamugurusha Hill, the one that went to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside for a touchdown. There you go. There you go. You're all over the locker room today with these nuggets. I like it. Uh, I was I was uh, attacking the undrafted offensive lineman today. I, I wouldn't reveal that publicly yet. Well, well, you know, let's 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 let the well, story. I told you about the Herbig thing. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. I don't. I mean, listen. This was a this was a practice that was. Uh, there's not much to worry about, so I don't know what else there is to say. And I, I want to apologize to our readers ahead of time because I am a big fan of Bo's practice observations. I'm not just saying that because he's here. I'm saying that because having been to practices for seven year, for eight years now, this is my eighth year, and my tenth year covering the NFL, 
uh, it's hard to make these practices funny, entertaining. You, you know, sometimes it's very. I'm not so sure that that's it's, what I'm doing. But. It's it's very meat and potatoes. So yeah, that's true. Uh, sometimes my practice observations can be too much on the meat and potato side. People and in the comments are asking for some meat, meat and potatoes. I like that, that you spice it up. Uh, so I I as I said in our beat back and forth at the beginning of this this partnership here that uh you need to know what you do well and what you don't do well and i don't write funny well so i'm not going to uh yeah, you just busted out that that practice joke you're starting you're starting to, <laughs> starting the, to show some personality yeah. um so I, I don't know if i can match what you've done these past three days but i am taking the the uh the marathon longest, practice the tomorrow practice of camp tomorrow so which means that if I get caught in a conversation for like five minutes, uh, I'll still have ample time to give observations elsewhere. That's true. And, and I'll, I'll help out if we've got a, a double field situation going on. They're supposed to hit again tomorrow. So. That would be my guess, yes. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, before we get to our game here, let's talk about uh, two of your stories that have come up. Recently. Okay, I like we, this. We, we teased yesterday that the... Uh, the story that someone else got <laughs> up before you, we can we can say now that it was uh, Zach Rosenblatt of NJ.com. Who did a really good job, and I give him a lot of credit. Did a good job with the Peters, uh, Jonas Jennings. You came over the top today. You were able to go back to Jason Peters. Yes. So tell us about, uh, about yeah. that. So Jason Peters did a, uh, a, you know, he had a group interview off the field on Saturday, Friday or Saturday of last week. And uh, yeah, and it was it was Friday because it was the day Jim Schwartz spoke, and a, it was the first time Peters had spoken this off season, and a big question was Andre Dillard and kind of taking Andre Dillard under his wing, and and he was talking about how this is something he's done the past few years, as as you wrote about in your Peters feature back in February around the combine, and I asked him who did this for you, and he said Jonas Jennings. Uh, the left tackle for the Buffalo so Bills. you asked the question. I, I, I did ask the question. Okay. Um, I didn't mean that in like, you know how the pregame, how how the uh, TV reporters, they'll say, right. I, I asked, asked Doug it. Peterson yeah. how excited he is for this game. And right. yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I was just giving the No, that's good. The, uh, that's good. You got to the get context that little here. in there. Um, so, know, Zach uh, <laughs> Rosenblatt may have beaten you to the no. punch, but he, he was following your lead. So Jason Peters was asked. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Jason Peters was no, asked. Don't do passive who, voice. Uh, who did that for him? And he, he said right away, he, he said a lot of guys, but the first one was Jonas Jennings, left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. And he said, I don't know where he is now. Uh, and fortunately, because of Google, uh, it was not too hard to find where Jonas Jennings is. He's the, uh, as Zach Rosenblatt also did, <laughs> put it in, 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 in Google. Uh, he works for the University of Georgia, which has a, ter- which has, you know, a, a, a top three football program. And, uh, I got in touch and I, th- I, I believe he was tied up over the weekend, um, and called on Monday. So I spoke to Jonas on Monday about Jason Peters, and I and there were a few anecdotes there that I wanted to circle back with Jason Peters on. And so I spoke to Jason after practice on Tuesday, and uh, finished up the story then. And the story appeared this morning. I like uh, it. So that's that's the sorry I'm back and there. forth on a uh, on an edit on the uh, yeah no problem. Um, but no, I mean I think that. Uh, when it comes to, and I will be a company man here, I'll plug the athletic. Um, 
you know, they it, uh, it's it's great that they give you the time to write these kinds of stories. But the thing that I'm also aware of is that when you have a player who's played 16 seasons in the NFL, um, there's there's not a lot of new ground. And so you try to push the rock right. a little more. You did a good job with it back in February. There's been some other stories over the years on Jason Peters, and uh, I just thought this was an angle that hadn't been explored. I liked it. Which was why I was excited about it. He also gave the uh, the Jordan Matthews uh, explanation of there's not a lot to do in Buffalo, although, yes. although I guess... There were no babies Jones, born. He and Jones yes. Jennings you know, cho- found something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they ate uh, buffalo wings. I also like that in uh, the other story, the Rosenblatt story, uh, he's quoted uh, Jennings, Jennings as saying, when I get these calls... <laughs> So give us, like, the inside baseball of, like, when you and other Zach <laughs> were making these calls to Jones uh, Jennings. Yeah, so I got a call at 1.15. It's interesting. Um, we're really giving the kind of the, you know, the behind the script here of, of what happened. But we were both in the parking lot. So I actually I saw Zach um, in his car. I was in my car on, on the phone. And uh, I believe Zach spoke to... Jonas afterwards. So my my guess is Jonas Jennings, who's a really nice guy, thinks there's a lot of reporters named Zach in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he thought that you were? <laughs> at guy. what point do you think he realized it was two reporters and not one? <laughs> well, he. I mean, there were two different phone numbers. Like, yeah. So I, I imagine that was a giveaway. But uh, but no, that was it was a it, it was a fun story to pursue. And then let's go back to Monday with mm-hmm. uh, Brent Selleck. Real estate agent. Yes. I, I, you put that story up, and then I drive home that day, the first day of camp, and I see the billboard on 95 for uh, for Brent Selleck's agency. Good for Brent. Good for Brent. Now, so uh, both you and I know Brent. Um, we've, we're around uh, Brent for a while, and uh, I always found him to be a nice guy. Not, not the best quote in the world. I, I think he would admit that. Um, yes, I think that is correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I I had done a few long features on him um, over the years, and what struck me about Brent was that when you have a player who retires, a lot of times they kind of dabble their feet in different things. They're trying to figure out what that post-football career is going to be, and he knew right away. He actually knew uh, before he retired. I, I remember speaking to him his second to last year, and he was talking to me about real estate and different things he was planning there. So uh, when I got hired, it was before training camp had, had started. I wanted to find some stories I, I could work on uh, before right. we were at the team facility. And I thought this is one that Eagles fans uh, would enjoy. So it was nice catching up with him. And you know, I'm, I'm impressed by what he's done. How was the office? It, it was a cool office. It was uh, So he owns a building and there are um, different parts of that building that go to different businesses, but on the second floor was Brent Selleck Real Estate, and it was uh, it was like an upscale waiting room, lounge type thing. You know, there was um, theater seating. There's big t- there's big TV screens. I didn't know the correct way to explain it in the story. There's one wall with nine TVs, but they all show the same thing. You know, they all fo- so it's like nine TVs that form one big TV. It's like a sports book, if if if, if that makes okay, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then there's the framed Brent Selleck jersey. There's a fish tank. Uh, it, it's 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 a very nice office. It's in media, which is Shilkapadia territory, and uh, he lives out in Westchester. And um, actually, Chester, uh, not Westchester. What's that? West 
Chester. Westchester, as opposed to Westchester, New York. Correct. As opposed to one word, Westchester, right. yes. Uh, and actually, an interesting nugget, it was down in the story, but uh, I, I found it pretty interesting, was that he well, then took why his... didn't you put it higher in the story? <laughs> because... If you found it so interesting, why did you bury it? Because it wasn't essential to the story. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was like a, an interesting factoid, but yeah. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't essential to the story. He took real estate courses with Jason Kelsey. Oh, yeah, I like that. And uh, Jason Kelsey uh, passed his test but did not apply for a real estate license. He was more kind of interested in learning about the business, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning about real estate in case uh, he does some investing or is looking in that area. So I, I enjoy talking to Jason Kelsey about it as well. I like it. I appreciate when, you asking that. When you're uh, when you're writing a feature, mm-hmm. do you start like what, what's your process? Do you uh, you outline? You start from the beginning and and just go from there. What do you you, you uh, write the meat and then go back to the intro? What's your <laughs> okay? I like I, I I really like this. I feel like I'm on Jeff Perlman's podcast here. And we're talking writing. Um, so I, I I do as much transcribing as I can. Sometimes. Yep. You have some interviews that are last minute where you kind of have to go back mm-hmm. in. But I, I, I do my transcribing. Um, what I hope is that the lead comes to me before and you kind of write yep. a lead. But I sometimes write different sections. I, I don't often write just beginning to end. Um, I'll write different sections and and then come back through. Uh, I try to mark down different anecdotes or uh, different examples that are fresh in my head before I transcribe, because okay. I feel like those are the most memorable parts of it. Right. Uh, and then I'm guilty of using too many quotes. So it's something I'm working on is to try to bring down the quotes. Uh, so when I can use more descriptive voice, uh, I thought to pump you up here, I thought your Derek Barnett story, you did a terrific Jeez, job. See, I'm, I'm really uh, getting uh, feted for this. No, no, no. I, I, I would say your narrative voice was very good there, and that's something that uh, I'm looking to put in these stories. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so that's my process. Okay. I, I generally, um, I mean, it depends on, on how long of a story it is, but, but I, I try to go like beginning to end. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean write it start <laughs> to finish, but sort of uh, plot it out that way. And then I'll just maybe like jot down a couple sentences and that I know that I'm going to rephrase and, and then go back through, but I don't know. Yeah, like I, I like to know well, like what the might be. one is one that's just like, uh, it feels like bloodletting. Like, that was it, it when takes you read... a lot out of me. Yeah, that's when you read the Sproul story for inspiration. Right. Okay. Yeah, to remember that I was I was capable of, of uh, stringing sentences. You together. still are. You still are. Thank you. Um, okay. About the Eagles. About the <laughs> Eagles. Let's get to uh, moving the goalposts. And uh, three things that your opinions before camp started to now, your opinions have changed a little bit. All right. So I'm going to start with Brandon Brooks. Okay. Um, I did not have him on the pup list, but I certainly thought that week one might be a bit of a stretch. And I think now maybe I'm very impressionable right. uh, from talking to Brandon Brooks that we, that week one is a distinct possibility. Uh, and I, I think the way the Eagles are operating, letting him take part in, in team drills. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, in individual drills, group install. The fact that he's out there more than I had anticipated, I think week one is a distinct possibility. Yeah, I would say right now I would put it at like 58% that he starts week one. What do you think? I'm going a little higher. Okay. Yeah. I I was going to I, I was going to 
I was thinking of doing the TO giving like his number, but I think 78 would be a little too high. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm going like 65%. Okay. I think that's pretty so good. So I'm going his yeah. friend Lane Johnson percent. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go, this is like, and this is a, a classic training camp uh, trope that like we spend these weeks focusing so much on who's going to be like, you know, the 48th player on the roster, like, you know, are they going to keep uh, an 11th offensive lineman mm-hmm. when really, like, come week one, none of that stuff matters mm-hmm. at all. Uh, and and all that matters are the, the guys who play. Yep. But uh, before camp, I did not think they would keep a fourth tight end. And I'm starting to think that that is a uh, distinct possibility. The special teams uh, depth chart so far, like on the uh, first team kickoff return, they've already got... Uh, three tight ends on there, Perkins, Goddard, and Rogers, And I don't think that means much. Uh, I try not to. Uh, I mean, we're, we are overanalyzing things mm-hmm. that don't really mean much. But, uh, you know, if they are indeed going to go heavy on 12 personnel, they're also, you know, they, they've been working on 13 personnel. Sure. Maybe it is the case that they keep a fourth tight end. I mean, they kept four last year, mm-hmm. and that was probably mostly because of Richard Rogers' injury. But I don't think that they need to necessarily keep Josh Perkins around. Is Perkins the guy, or is Will Ty a possibility? I would say Perkins is ahead right now. Okay, I would. But agree. you know, if if they're only going to keep five receivers and four running backs, then there, there's probably room for a fourth tight end. Yeah, I, I think that's I fair. I think we go back to that Tampa Bay game, the Josh Perkins game, the when Josh he was Perkins the game. featured the, or featured part of the offense. Yeah. All right, so my turn here. Uh, I will go, or are we doing a snake? You can go. Are, are go you giving your second you one? Go. You okay. Can go. Uh, I'd like snake drafts. Um, I'm sure you do. Uh, Clayton Thorson. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know snake drafts in fantasy? No, no. I know what a snake draft is. I don't know what yeah. it means when I say I'm sure you do. Oh, okay. I, I thought you meant you don't know what snake draft meant. No, of okay. course I know what a snake draft okay. is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rotisserie royalty. Yeah, well, you and I will can, can uh, nerd it out when it comes to our, our, our teams because I am in that camp as well. Uh, Clayton Thorson, I was totally convinced going into camp that he was he had a spot on the 53-man roster. I was with you. I didn't think they would burn a fifth-round pick. I thought you need to look down the line. You can't just be short-sighted. And I still feel that way, but I'm open to the possibility that if he doesn't look much better than he's looked right now, then they would try to sneak him on onto the practice squad. Or if someone signed him, it's like, all right, you go. Shiel somewhere is shouting at the uh, at his at his phone or wherever he's listening through his podcast and uh, saying amen or something like that. Yeah. Now I am still on Clayton Thorson Island. Um, I, I I have a soft spot for the Northwestern football program. I mean, he has been bad. Yes. But I still think that he's going to make the roster. I do too, and I also think that's a tough position to come in right away uh, and look good in camp um, because there's so many. Things on 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 your sure. plate. Uh, I mean, if you're just a natural, you know, if, if you're an outstanding quarterback, it might be different. But I, I think early in camp for young quarterbacks, there's sometimes a, a transition period there. So I want to see games, but I'm open to the possibility that he might not be on the 53. I guess that's possible. I think I think Phantom IR is also a possibility. Yep. The Donnell Pumphrey injury, sure. Um... But, yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, my second one is something we talked about yesterday, and, and uh, you were so persuasive in your, in your Jalen Mills talk. But uh, I think more generally the cornerback position 
I was under the impression before camp started that we there was a good chance we would still see you know the starting Super Bowl corners mm-hmm. out there week one, Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. The Mills thing does seem like it's going to drag on. Um, although you know he's not in a boot anymore; like he's he's still he's just walking around. I don't yeah. know what's holding him back, but um, I think that like you know you got the LeBlanc injury too. Is it is it crazy that like the the corners we see now are going to be the week one corners that it could it Certainly could just crazy. be Rasul, Avante and uh, Sidney Jones and whoever's where I would guess Sidney Jones. On the well, I think Darby's going to be back by then. But you do think Darby's yes. going to be back? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I I'm willing to I'm willing to now believe that uh, the corners are are they're not as, they're not as deep as they should. You know, you, they're going to corner into training camp. You got six starting caliber yeah, corners. It's not six anymore. Craven uh, yeah. LeBlanc. Yeah, it's not six anymore. Like if they get one more injury, all of a sudden they're back where they were in the middle of last season. So Darby's injury occurred on November 11th last year. But it's, I mean, it's a torn ACL. How can, yep. you, you can't necessarily expect that he's going to be, even if he's no. ready to play, that he's going to be good. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's a position where you, where you need to run. So, yeah, my turn. Yeah, your turn. Okay, so I, I feel like our energy is a little bit low today. We're dragging a bit. I don't know. No, I'm 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 here, man. Okay, I'm rolling. Okay. Andrew Sadejo mm, is day-ho. is going to be a uh, is 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 going to be a part of this team and a part of this defense this day-ho season. And I know Shield is unimpressed with their safety spots. Yeah, uh, but just the, the things I'm seeing, the things I'm hearing is that. They like Andrew Sadejo, and I, I think Andrew Sadejo. Doug gassed him up on uh, Sirius XM. XM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they're playing the comp pick game with Andrew Sadejo. Can't promise you they won't play the comp pick game with LJ Fort. Right, but I think Andrew Sadejo is here, and I think that's probably correct. Gives the Eagles. I, I don't know. If this will be a good Wolfsten or uh, Eagles Esoterica, but I don't know how many teams in the NFL have two players with nose rings. The Eagles have two. Interesting. Miles Sanders and Andrew Sadejo. I like that. That's pretty good. Maybe. I, I'm not I, yeah. inclined to do it now that it's been suggested. That's okay. just the way the, that it, needs the to, it needs works. to be organic coming Basically, from Basically, but okay. that is interesting. Uh, okay, my last one is not necessarily a thing that's changed, but just to talk again about the vested vets. Um, because, you know, I, I had been thinking about Wiz... I'm not sure that he's necessarily guaranteed a spot, partially because of the vested vet status. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about some of these other guys who would be, if they're on the week one roster, would be guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that includes Sendejo and Fort. So not only are you giving up the uh, the comp pick, but you're guaranteeing their deals. Um, you know, like Orlando Skandrick, if, if, like, if they're really in a pinch, are they going to keep him on the roster and guarantee his salary for the whole season? I mean, it's not much of a salary. But, no, but it's it goes into the bookkeeping. Right. Uh, Zach Brown is the other one who I think is really like, now I know that Zach Brown has said he doesn't care about training camp, um, and like, it doesn't matter, but I mean, he has not been impressive. He looks a little bit slow. I'm not objective when it comes to ZBs, so Uh, I will defer to you here. Shout out to Zoe, but... um, And Zach Berkowitz. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, People were impressed that you remembered the guy's name. Uh... I don't know if Zach, if Zach Brown is necessarily going to make this team. I mean, I still think he's he's going to. And also, I think that Hassan Ridgeway is a vested vet. 
I don't believe so. Not yet. This is his fourth. This is his fourth year, or you have to have. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you need to complete your rookie contract to be a vested vet. Is that okay. right? Yeah, I guess it's four years, but maybe yes. it's he's in his fourth year. Yes. Okay. So he's still on his rookie deal okay. because he so wouldn't. Like Wendell Smallwood is not a. Uh, because, like, for instance, if they were to cut um, Bridgeway, he would go on waivers. He would. He would right, not, right, right. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, this. It was a, it was, it's a good we're, game. We're reaching. There, no, I don't think it's reaching. I think it's today. good. Okay. I think it's good talk there. I wanted to ask you about um, yesterday when Shield was here. We had a uh, we were all standing together before practice, and you had a, a fan come up to you <laughs> and tell you that he loved <laughs> let's, your work. Let's not say fan. Let's say reader. Okay, a reader. Okay, come up to you and tell you that he liked your work, which I appreciate. And uh, now you have made the case that this particular gentleman is. Right in your wheelhouse, your uh, for whatever reason, your your sweet spot demographic. <laughs> well, all right. What I was saying is that when I I I don't think it's a stretch to say that when you work at a newspaper uh, and you cover the team for the big newspaper in town, which I did for seven seasons, that take a whiff uh, that middle aged men is is probably the uh, the of group. a certain hue. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't even say that. That's you adding that in there. I okay. I would like to think that I have a diverse readership, okay. but not diverse when it comes to uh, gender or age. Okay. Although, although, you know, we were doing things to really reach out to younger readers. And I think, uh, I mean, I'll give a shout out to Philly.com, which no longer exists. Or right. it's not Philly.com anymore. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I was proud of our reach there. Uh, but no, I, I think that... Um, I don't have the metrics in front of me. Uh, I would imagine the athletic really does a good job drawing in. I, I say this anecdotally from a lot of people I speak to, really does a good job drawing in younger readers. I suppose, yeah, um, I mean, just, just because of the technology that it uses. Although over 500,000 subscribers, I, I yeah. think we have a lot of. Well, and, mean, and on the heels of your announcement, no surprise. <laughs> and, well, they reached it in mid-June, so it was before my announcement. Yeah, but it, but the wheels were already uh, turning. Wheels were already turning. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm ecstatic to be at the at, at the athletic and and uh, but your joke there was that yes I I find that when I'm in when I'm in uh, an airport uh, things like that and and people are friendly enough to say hello. Although I'll say this, a lot of the the nice words I get and I truly appreciate all of them. Uh, my guess is a lot of it comes from television because my my picture wasn't in the paper. So, right. so uh, unless they're looking at my tag, a lot of it comes from, uh, from seeing me on what NBC. was Comcast Sportsnet and now NBC right. Sports Philadelphia. Okay. But when you talk about that, it sounds like I have, <laughs> I have hordes of fans. I, I certainly wouldn't put it that way. Oh, I think that's fair. No. Uh, but I, I'm excited. You mentioned, you and Shield casually mentioned the athletic meetup. Uh, or a, a, a is it a birds with friends meetup or is it birds with friends? But we would like yeah we would like to do a birds with friends meetup okay. at some point before the season. Yeah, starts. so I I can't wait to, to because I I will say the thing I've realized from Twitter and from the comment section is you have a very loyal following as they should be. Is there a uh, you know I I listen to 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 different podcasts where they have names for their right. Is there a name for? I don't know if there's a name for. Maybe we need a name for. There probably needs to be some type of bird pun, you know, like the bird's nest or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we need that. I'm trying to think of a good hashtag for people to suggest a a name for listeners to to the podcast. 
uh, hashtag um, where is Sheil? But this is uh, this is I, I'm speaking anecdotal here. This is how loyal your listeners are in our in like the the 90th minute of the podcast. Our yesterday. listeners now. <laughs> yes, yeah. our our listeners. We were talking about it, it was mainly you and Sheil were talking about uh, body wash uh, or uh, about body wash versus hand soap because it it came when she was kind of giving his 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 gripes maybe and uh and there was a listener from either Vancouver or Edmonton I apologize who suggested all Canadians are the same huh no no I'm I'm half Canadian actually so oh, all Canadians well, are not let's the same get into this <laughs> um, but uh but half can the uh suggesting the body wash they use and I've seen yes. you know loofah suggestions I saw yes. one today for a silicon wipe. Yeah, shout um, out to uh, Parkman. Yeah, so uh, my point is, you have very loyal. We have very loyal listeners. Well, good. The audience built by you and Shield, though, I'll, I'll be deferential there. That's fine. Uh, I, I had a follow up question, and I uh, I have lost it. Wes, our editor, is uh, wants a shout out, so I'm going to give him a shout out. He's terrific. He's. I I really like the editors here. I like our editors. Yeah. yeah. Pete's been outstanding. Why is this? this is very esoteric, uh, but I I'm really impressed by everyone I've I've worked with thus far. Oh, well, that's good. All right, what are you uh, interested to see tomorrow? So the pads come back on. Pads come back, and on. I'm interested in seeing more physical play. We haven't really seen reds. Well, we haven't seen physical red zone play yeah, yet. So we saw that today. In seven on so seven, or setting, in, they're probably yeah. setting that up for tomorrow. Yeah, so I, I want to see that. Probably get a couple live goal line drills. That's my. That would be great. Tomorrow. That would be great. Um, those would make for good meat and potato observations. Yeah. Uh, and then certainly uh, the thing going in the camp that I've been very interested in, and each day has offered rich material that I've kept notes on, is the different personnel groupings offensively. Because and and I'll, I'll give credit to to Daniel Jeremiah. He mentioned this yesterday in a tweet that how just just versatile the Eagles can be on offense. One game they can go twelve personnel. Right. The next and I, I really think it's it's going to be a week to week offense here. Um, it's going to be a game plan offense, and I, I don't think you go in knowing which guys are going to be the top guys on a given week. The only constants are going to be Carson Wentz and that offensive line. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's the way they're built. They've got yeah. they've got uh, a very deep cast of uh, offensive characters. What are you watching these days? What am I watching? Yeah. Uh, you and the misses. You have like a little uh, post bedtime routine. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say. Um, I mean, I'm 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 really going to sound like a tryhard right now. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been doing. I think a that's little... your shtick. I think no, you, no. It's... You can lean into that. Uh, these past few weeks, I've been doing a lot of work at night. Okay. Uh, so when the uh, when the kids go to sleep, I've been transcribing. You gotta let or, yourself have a writing. little bit of loose time. I haven't had that thus far. I, I think when we get into the season, we're gonna kind of get into a, a routine okay. a little more. Uh, but I I had the debate on last night when I was transcribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I actually had on on captions. For a bit, and then as I took my headphones off, I, I would Last watch night it. we were doing, I had the debate on the computer while my wife was watching the finale uh, of The Bachelorette. Wake, former Wake Forest football player, 
Which one? He was he uh, he got denied as the number two, but then what's his name? Uh, Tyler Cameron. I, think. I, he was I didn't a know if it was Riley Skinner. He was a quarterback. No, Riley Skinner has uh, shown enough of himself. <laughs> I do understand that reference. I covered the ACC at that point, so uh, I know exactly what it is you're talking about. But then the guy who the guy who uh, who was chosen was like dogging her out the whole time. He's, really? He found out that he he was a scumbag. So she dumps him, and then, you know, we'll see how things go with uh, the former Wake Forest football. My player. wife was watching The Bachelor, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or or is it The Bachelorette? Bachelorette, yeah. Uh, I admit I'm, I'm, I'm not a listener there or a viewer there. Uh, we watch Netflix shows during the summer, during the season. Uh, what did you watch? Uh, what did we watch? We, we watched the it – was, it was a well-done show on the Central Park. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Central Park 5. Um but during the season, really, I, I watch football Monday, Thursday, and uh, and so we have Tuesday, Wednesday nights right. when we watch uh, This Is Us, and okay. there was another show, the name's escaping me right now, but it's a similar, it's, you must have really it's loved an it. ABC, it's an ABC <laughs> type of, of show, this, it's where, uh, oh, uh, it's called A Million Little Things, we watch that okay. as well, uh, but she knows that, it, she, she makes a joke because my, my wife was not a football I'm, I'm really giving too much personal information. No, here. no, you're not. Uh, she was not a football fan when we met. She's still not a football fan now, I, I'd Good say. Good for her. And she didn't realize. She's better off. She's a healthy Yeah, she person. didn't realize how many nights there were football on. Right. And I'm one of those who, like, I'm watching Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Saturday night. I'll watch the college football game Friday night when I get home. Uh, I am like, so. like a, aside from, uh, from Princeton football, shout out to Coach Flynn. I just I don't have time in my life for college football. Oh, you see, I do, and I make time for it. We can have a segment on the podcast. What what college football game are you watching this weekend? What college football players jumped out? You um, on the friends show. For that. Okay, yeah, I uh, I watch way too much football, and uh, so I don't even think it's too much football. But the only nights when I'm, I'm with your wife, the only nights when I'm not watching it <laughs> are, are uh, Tuesday. You don't need night. to watch the Thursday night games either. Of course you do. Call a rush. <laughs> uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday nights are my non-football nights. Okay. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm with your wife. We're gonna we're gonna need to uh, siphon you off a little bit. But this year I'll be working on features on Tuesday, so I need <laughs> no, to figure out those times. You gotta you gotta hang out with the family. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode uh, of Birds of Friends. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the longest practice of camp, and then a day off on Friday. A normal practice on Saturday, and then the uh, practice at the link on Sunday night, which will probably be uh, not much to report about. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you. friends.